The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. My reflections this morning is not about the first reading, but I can't move on without at least saying, can we ever get tired of seeing a rainbow? If you think about it, even when we were little, it was something marvelous to look at in the sky. And as we get older, it's still marvelous. There's something about it. And that's what you heard in the first reading from Genesis. I will place my bow in the sky as a reminder of my covenant for all time. So every time you look at a rainbow, at least, think of God, and not just that it's a rainbow. Okay, that's a parenthesis. The real story. Lent. Lent. Do we ever get tired of it? Sure we do, because we have to eat fish on Friday. Unless you really like fish, which most of us have learned to love, by the way. But if you think about it, Lent 40 days of preparation. Preparation to celebrate the most significant event in human history. The death and resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ. The key defining moment of human history where death no longer has its hold on human life. That's what we're preparing for, to celebrate the most significant experience of human history, our salvation. And so how do we prepare? We're called to enter into a process of conversion of change, 40 days of taking a moment, perhaps each day, and reflect, what is it that I need to change? What is it that I need to enter into conversion to be able to make myself more worthy of the salvation already granted in Jesus Christ? And so I'm going to give you a definition. Perhaps some of you have heard this before, and perhaps not. But it has struck me over the years and has helped me in my own faith life. I heard when I was young, and I had to figure it out over the years, but someone defined conversion as giving up what you have, okay, giving up what you have 
for what you don't have yet on the word of someone who loves you. Okay, so if you can memorize anything today and you walk out of the church, if I ask you what's conversion, giving up what you have for what you don't have yet on the word of someone who loves you. And in this case, the one who loves you is Jesus himself. And so what does that mean? Well, let me give you an illustration. So for those who like to imagine, feel free to close your eyes. For those who say, I'm not closing my eyes in this church, okay. But the illustration is this. Remember, giving up what you have for what you don't have yet on the word of someone who loves you. Imagine yourself at a circus. A huge circus with a big tent. And the smells of the circus. Can you smell it? The elephants and the straw and the peanuts and the clowns. You're at the circus. And you look up and there is the trapeze artist. She's there on her platform and her partner on the other platform. And you look up and they're about ready to begin their act. And what happens? Her partner sends the trapeze bar to her, and she grabs it, standing firmly on the platform. But then she lets herself go and begins to swing, holding the bar. Giving up what you have for what you don't have yet on the word of someone who loves you. So what do you have in that situation? It's the first trapeze bar. But if you hold on to the bar, what happens? You go nowhere. You just swing back and forth. For it to be effective, you have to let go of the first trapeze and trust that the second one is there when you let go the one who loves you, sends the second trapeze bar, and you let go and you grab the next one. And then you finish the act. Do you see it? You have to let go of the first in order to move forward to the second. Okay, the first bar, what is that? In our situation here in Lent, the first bar is the things that we're holding on to that we need to let go of. That all it is doing is getting us back and forth. It's not getting us anywhere. In fact, it's, it's hurting us and harming us. We need to let go of some of the things in our life that are getting us nowhere. And by letting go, we grab onto something new. And something new, in this case, Jesus is sending it to us. Letting go, and depending on someone who loves you, Jesus is sending the next bar to us and saying, let go of those things. I won't let you fall. See, that's the remarkable thing about Jesus. He won't let us fall. It's not always going to be easy. There's going to be a risk. But if we don't take the risk, 
we get nowhere. We just go back and forth, back and forth. And so conversion is letting go of what you have, those things in your life that you need to let go of. For what you don't have yet, the promise that Jesus gives us of new life and based on the one who loves us is Jesus. Think of those in the, the history of our church, in the history of our world, the history of faith, who entered into conversion. Usually conversion is very, very slow. It's gradual. It usually doesn't happen once in a moment. But sometimes it does. Perhaps in your life you have had a moment of conversion where it was like that. It just happened. Saul, knocked off his horse, becomes Paul, the greatest disciple of the church. And what was he doing on the horse? Attacking Christianity, the early Christian church. And Jesus knocked him off his horse. We sometimes need to be knocked off our horse so that we can become who Christ is calling us. That's an instantaneous moment of conversion. But usually that doesn't happen. Usually it happens slowly over a period of a lifetime. The other big moment of conversion, Peter. Peter denies Jesus three times, and he has a choice. And what does he do? He goes out and he weeps. He weeps in sorrow and in pain. And after that experience of internal weeping, he stands up and becomes the first pope. And the final one that is the tragic one is Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot betrays Jesus, and what does he do? He sees no hope. He despairs, and he hangs himself. He didn't enter into conversion. He didn't enter into the process of saying, I can be forgiven no matter what. And so, my friends, we enter into Lent, 40 days. We can let go of some things we need to let go of. You have to name those. I can't name them for you. I can name them for myself. I know what I need to let go of so that I can enter into a deeper relationship with Christ, a deeper way to love a deeper way to be myself. Let us walk the journey, 40 days. It will go quick so that we're ready to celebrate the greatest event of humankind, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ.